Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Actually, finally, because it's on, you know, they have the trilogy on HBO Max. I actually watched the whole Hobbit trilogy. How'd you like it? I liked it. I dug it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People say, oh, it shouldn't have been that long. It's like, yeah, the book was shorter, but they incorporated a lot of shit he didn't add into the book. And and then they they tied it into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, which makes sense. I thought it was good. You know what? I don't care. You know uh, about Orlando Bloom or whatever, but Legolas is a badass. Like, yeah, I'm, I was like watching it, uh, and yeah, it was like, why do, you, why do you not care about Orlando Bloom? Did Orlando Bloom do something? No, Orlando Bloom's a sh- kind of a shitty actor. The only real role he's oh. done that's well has been <laughs> Legolas, because <laughs> he's a fucking elf. <laughs> well, he was alright in um the pirate, wasn't he in the pirate movie? Was he in the? Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, see, he's that forgettable. Two, like, yeah, he's like that forgettable. Well, uh, I mean, Captain Jack Sparrow is the star. <laughs> and Kira Knightley. Come on, let's. Yeah, baby girl. <laughs> super skinny, but she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, or the um, or as we say, the Queen Amidala, um, uh, doppelganger. No, fuck that. Natalie Portman. No, she was. She played. She played uh, the double. The Queen Amidala's doppelganger. I the- don't care. <laughs> Natalie Portman is a fucking angel. Okay, <laughs> I love Natalie. She's Portman. an American treasure, even though she's British. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Natalie Portman has a has a degree from Harvard because hmm. she's a smart chick. Hmm. Okay, I still love that rap she did on the SNL. Oh my god, <laughs> both of them were funny. <laughs> I think she's an amazing actress, to be honest. Natalie Portman, you don't really see her much anymore. Oh, you know, she does. She she kind of get um, picks and chooses her projects. But the, the last couple of projects she's done have been kind of like, all right, I'm not exactly sure where this is going, but all right. I the that Black Swan movie was uncomfortable. It was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it had a lot. But it had a lot of uh, a lot of fan fiction between Mila Kunis and uh, 
Portman. If you watch the right way, it's 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 a it's a tantalizing movie. If I watch <laughs> it the right way, we're high. <laughs> like, it would terrify me. What was it a uh, um what was it on coupling the guy that says he goes, Yeah, he usually watches um porn at like twice the speed. And then he goes, and I forget that sometimes I watch real movies that way. You can you can be surprised on how many movies you can go through in a day. <laughs> real. Oh, before we get on to bigger and better things, <laughs> by the suggestion of one of my friends, I, I, I was watching an anime that I've never seen called High School DXD. Okay. This is a TV mature anime. Um, I think the word is inchy or something it basically fan service like it's it's a very it's made for young like teenage boys <laughs> <laughs> and um it isn't a gross one though or anything it's not hentai but um and my friends told me it was a harem a harem anime is it's a very popular theme in anime but it's when you have one guy who's usually a nerd or a dork or whatever mm. And he's now surrounded by beautiful women and they all want to sleep with him. Like they all, they kind of, they all want to be with him. God damn it. They stole my life story. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but this one isn't a harem because he is surrounded by beautiful women, but they do not want to be with him. There's one of them that does. <laughs> but and he has ones... to guess which one it is. It's the fucking no, bachelor. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's the naive young one. Cause, right. But the other ones are his superiors essentially because he's like it's this it's anime so <laughs> bear with me but um he's a devil now like a demon mm. uh, but they say devils um and they fight the fallen angels who are no longer in heaven but they think the fallen angels think they could gain favor with god if they kill the demons but it, it hasn't expressly said this yet but it seems like the demons are the nice guys like they're just minding their own fucking business <laughs> and these fallen angels are being dickheads, um, which I guess fallen angels are assholes too. Yeah. Um, and they basically on their off time when they're not being attacked and having big ass anime fights, um, they answer, answer like summons, like people will summon them and then they teleport to them and they try to get them to sign a pact. But it's just the funniest I was laughing so fucking hard at, at the audacity of this show. It was just so silly. <laughs> you know, it, every every chick's got triple F tense. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is the one thing I respected is there was a lot of fucking like tongue-in-cheek sexuality stuff going on. The guy is a total fucking pervert. Mm -hmm. And the girls will call him out. Like, they'll be like, can you think of something other than sex for five seconds? And he's like, no. <laughs> um... <laughs> And, but all of the characters are extremely, they're not two dimensional, like they're people, hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm, that's one thing I respect about anime because they'll, they'll make a full fledged character. That's a useless character. Like it <laughs> doesn't matter, you know, and no one's shallow. Like the main, the main chick that runs the house of Grimore, I think is what they call it. Um, is this like fucking smoke show redhead. Um, and she's, every time she speaks, it's extremely dignified, you know, almost like she's royalty. 
never that how can we get paid that's how the that's how the one chick that likes him talks like all that that really typical anime like oh my god hey dude i'm gonna stop but this show is so fucking funny i guarantee you i'm watching an episode or two after we record this fucking podcast (laughs) oh i was um so uh i was on netflix yesterday and i was looking at their recommendations and they go young adult films and I was like, oh. watch Twilight or what? And I looked, and I there was one I can't remember what it was, but the second one was a movie called Porky's. Now this is an early '80s. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, sex comedy, right? You know. Yeah. And I'm like, should this really be under young adult? I'm like, because I think we need a to lot redefine. Think if it's old, it's it's not scandalous like porky's pretty fucking scandalous yeah, i mean the, the whole scene of them looking at the chick's shower and then the one dude sticking his dick through the hole <laughs> you know i was like i'm like should we and even my brother was like um i think we need to re- find the definition of young adult like how how young are we going on this <laughs> i was like what the hell dude i was like netflix do better like jesus man uh all right, well, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks a Weekly Podcast. It takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, so today we're going to open up with a with a major announcement. Um, kind of a big deal, um, at least for us and people that listen to the show. It'll be a pretty big deal. Um, so when we restarted this podcast... A little over a year ago um it was kind of on this kind of on this idea of just kind of let's start it again and see where it goes you know or, and see where it takes us and, and how we feel going into this as we got in as we're getting close to episode 400 it started dawning on me and and as well as on adam to kind of decide what's what are we going to do looking forward? And in a lot of instances, it started to kind of feel like this was kind of becoming work. And that's not a good sign. And Yeah, because we don't get paid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of, that's the kind of feeling you do when you leave a job, you know, <laughs> when, you, when you get paid. It's like, well, for me, it's like, and Steve kind of put it in because I I had been thinking about something similar to that the like the last couple of weeks but I didn't quite I couldn't quite put my finger on it you know and then um Steve said it perfectly where we have fun doing the other two podcasts this is the one that I feel like I just kind of I do like I don't hate doing it but yeah. I just I just do it right to get to the other ones <laughs> you know because this is this is the one that actually falls in between them this um, one is muscle memory yeah at this point. at this point yeah it, it definitely is muscle memory and um so after after some thought we've, we've kind of decided that at episode 400 we will end this show uh the lazy geeks number 400 will be our final episode um not and it's not going to be like the, 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 oh, we're coming back. No, this is this is kind of one we've kind of decided. Like, we wanted to end. We're going to end on our, our terms when we wanted to. And reaching 400 seemed to be kind of like the best spot to do it. You know, 10 years and 400 episodes, that's a pretty fucking good run. Yeah. Um, however, that doesn't mean we're going to stop entirely. What, and as what Adam said earlier is, 
yeah, I, I did say that. And, and he felt the same way as doing the, I've been having a lot of fun doing the truly pointless podcast. Um, it's just been a lot of fun us kind of talking whatever. And it, it just, when I, when I listen to those episodes, which I actually started, I, I late, lately, I haven't really been listening to the shows. Um, but over the last couple of weeks, I started listening to some of the, the, old, the some of the truly pointless ones. And I laugh because it reminded me of how we sounded when we first did this show. Yeah. And, uh, we're, you know, joking just around. Being dumb. We're being stupid. We're just joking around talking about shit. And, um, it just kind of seemed like that's probably the way to go. And going 10 years, a little over 10 and a half years, it's basically kind of us stepping off. Because when we started this, there weren't very many shows doing what we did. And as you go 10 years, you find yourself kind of like, well, we're still, this, this, this is like the same shit over and over again. The, the news doesn't change. The, you know, the, the bullshit doesn't change. And... It, it's just one of those things where it's like we kind of just wanted to just kind of have fun and that's where the truly pointless one came into play and we're also going to continue with the away team because we have fun doing that and we're just talking about star trek kind of geeking out being mm-hmm. being niche and um i think that's it's just going to be a lot of fun so with that being said by the end of march i figured it i think it's the second to last monday if we don't miss a week um will be the final episode of this now I was going to reintroduce or not reintroduce return for a second season of the fine line in February. So I already had three episodes done. Um, but what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to hold off and then start that series when this show ends, because I have it, I have the season planned out where I would do eight episodes, take eight weeks off another eight episodes. So, you know, I wouldn't have to struggle every week to try to find something I would have. I could do, you know, batches and, and just have them out there. So I'm not over overworking myself. But I was going to start that in February, but I go, oh, shit. If I did it in February, it was going to end in March. So at the end of March, it would just be two shows. So I figure I'll hold hold off and then drop the, sh- the new shows of the fine line at the end of March when this show ends. So we still have three shows coming out, you know, uh every week for for at least a short time so that's that's where we're going here so um but yeah i mean if you haven't listened to the fine line uh i mean the the truly pointless podcast it's it's a lot of fun it's just kind of us it's basically like like i've always like we've said in the show it's just basically us before we do the show (laughs) it's that it's that 45 minutes to an hour of us bullshitting before we actually start this show um, and, and sometimes there's some there's some pretty some big conversations in there too because we're just yeah. talking. Yeah, Steve and I Steve and I will text each other through the week. That's usually memes and bullshit. When on when we get on the on here, we talk like actually talk. Right. <laughs> you know. So. And I don't think the structure of that show is going to change. It may get a little longer because now we won't be you know okay. Well, we have to keep it low so we can do this one. Could get a be be a full hour or whatever. But that's kind of how that's going to go. So, you know, um, so yeah, so that's the big announcement. Episode 400 will be the end of this show. So eight more episodes and we got the countdown starting now. So, um, it's, it's sad in a, in some ways it's like, you know, because we've been doing this one for so long, the start of the whole thing. And it's just kind of like, I think it's just, it just feel, it felt right. Cause I kind of really, really thought about it a, a lot on Saturday 
and I was thinking about it and then I brought it up to Adam the other night and then I was like you know Dana he was just like yeah I've been feeling the same way too yeah so so yeah so but you know if we do we may do something else we may do another another one because you know we'll always there's always something coming up um that Adam was oh we should do a podcast about that <laughs> and I know right. we we always joke about like oh yeah join us for our you know whatever blah 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 podcast but who knows we might well there'll probably be another one but there's we're not in any kind of rush yeah like it's not like the day we can't we we close out the lazy geeks we're gonna be like oh we're gonna put we we're gonna have this this and that nah, fuck all that no. we'll do we'll do a podcast if we feel like it right you know, and it it's gonna it has to be an idea. I think our mindset now is like we've been doing this for ten years. If we do something, it's because we know we're gonna have a tremendous amount of fun doing it. Yeah, and the truly pointless podcast came out of just hey, we should restart recording these openers. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, so, so uh, now that we've hyped this show up, yeah, I know. Now that we've done this, um, I uh. <laughs> I picked up some cheap ass games this week. So, uh, I don't know for people that you may forget because you, Oh, well I don't rent games from them. So I forget about it. Gamefly sells games. <laughs> so I was thinking about it and I was like, Oh, you know, there's some games I wanted to get. Cause people have been shitting on the Marvel's Avengers game, but I actually was kind of surprised and actually pretty had a lot of fun with it as well as um the star wars uh, squadrons game i really like that one and i want to get the vr headset like because patrick said that you should get it and it's pretty awesome i'm like oh, you fucker now you, now i didn't want one but now you said he goes if it if it is just for this game you should use it with this game um but uh they sold both those games for 17.99 a piece free shipping mm. and uh i got it in like two days and uh well, actually, a day from when they sent me the email, and uh, I was like, I was like, going, oh, sweet! So they have a bunch of games on there that they that they that you know they offer to sell. But when you get the games, I mean, you get the the case and the full, you know, all the shit inside it. So it's you know, I don't know how some people are kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's the same thing if you buy free buy use games from fucking GameSpot. Were you gonna say something? No, I you cut, I guess you cut out for a second. It sounded like you just suddenly stopped talking. Well, I did because I was I was I had a hiccup. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm actually on the GameFi page right now. I'm kind of thinking about grabbing it, but then I'm sitting here like the only game console I play is the Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of the new ones, mm-hmm. so I just and I love the Switch. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'll play some Mario all fucking day. <laughs> Um, but my kids have been using, I'm buying them their own switch on Friday. Um, so I have like a super long backlog <laughs> of fucking <laughs> games. So that I really have no business renting anything. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's a cool service, especially if you're someone who, um, you play mostly like single player games. Yeah. You, you can burn through, you know, a lot of these games and then just send them back. I think it's kind of dope. And the cool thing is, is that a lot of times the, um, the used games that they sell, like you don't even, you, you kind of have to create account, which is kind of thing that sucked about it to, to, to just buy the game, but you didn't have to sign up for the service. I was like, all right, whatever. I gave him a burner email anyway. Um, and then just, you know, then order those, order those two games. So it's, it's pretty cool. And then I'm going to get, I think, um, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
and uh, good game and uh, and get that because I you and then I think Patrick had said like it was a really good game, so I was thinking it's pretty cheap right now on the PlayStation Store, so I can probably just grab one. You know what I love about that game? I don't know if it'll be on the console, but on the PC version, there's a museum mode where you can walk through the main city, and then it will have these little things where you click on it, and it gives you a tour. Oh, nice. I just think that, that shit's kind of dope. But it's, um, yeah, those are really fun games. I think Odyssey is a little, because Origins is cool, the one before it. Mm-hmm. But I think just because it's based on fucking ancient Egypt, kind of, there's it's people in huts mostly. It's really not as interesting <laughs> as I feel Greece is. But, um, yeah, I like the new, I like the direction Assassin's Creed's been going with, um, their newer games. I want to try that Valhalla too. Yeah, I like to check out that one. Um, so I also so with that, I decided like remember because I think a couple of weeks ago I said that my um the brick on my Xbox One burned out. Yeah, and it's been kind of funny because I haven't really missed it. So I've just been kind of like, well, so in the core <laughs> it sucks because in the corner of my room I have the three consoles that I don't use, which is the original Xbox, Xbox 360, and the Xbox One <laughs> are sitting right. on the floor in the corner. But in my um, but on my TV stand I have my PlayStation Four, my PlayStation Two, and Three. I have my the my brother's PlayStation One, which I I'm thinking about test. I haven't tested to see if it actually works. But below that I have my Nintendo 64, my GameCube. So. It's like, shit. All right, got everything all set up here, you know. So, I just um, I I don't know. I was actually why it's funny because I was watching some videos today of the like a review of the PlayStation Five and the hardware and and the controller and stuff like that. And I'm like, the PlayStation Five just seems so much more interesting than the Xbox. Yeah. It's it's just it's I don't know like the and I think it's because I am mostly a PC gamer so everything the Xbox Series X provides I already have yeah it's the same yeah it's, on so you already computer. have it on your computer yeah so I think um I got plans I'm gonna put a TV in my room because I know my wife hates she loves to watch TV that's her thing mm-hmm. you know she watches TV so if I play video games all day on or the whole night on the living room too she's gonna get pissed off. Because <laughs> I'm fucking up her her time her time, so I'm gonna get a I'm gonna have to f- be forced to put a big screen in the bedroom. You understand? Right. Um, and then I'll get like a PS5. But my Switch is the fucking is the business, bro. Okay. But if if you if if you're out there listening and you don't have a Switch, go buy one. <laughs> it's the shit. Okay. Literally the shit. Got a new game coming out next month that I'm gonna pick up too. Called uh. Well, it's Super Mario Wii U. It's the one that came out on the Wii U. Oh, right. So they're porting it to the Switch, and it was a really good game. And it's but they're also adding a whole new world in the same engine called Bowser's Fury. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, bro! I'm fucking ready. My body is ready, bro. <laughs> so, is it whose turn is it? Yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's how professional we are here, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, who cares? You know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I set up my desk. Uh, Steve knows because I was sending him pictures. I was very proud. Yes, he um, was. And I look at it from some... this angle and this angle. Oh, look at how sexy this is. Because this, I put it on a smoldering desk... filter. <laughs> I work from home, and 
most of my entertainment comes from my computer. Like I don't really watch TV and I I'll do everything on this fucking Unless computer. Unless it's a Biden sometimes, press conference. Right. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes kind of sucks because I don't want to sit here. I was like, well, whatever. And it's standing desk <laughs> anyway. I don't want to sit. I'll just stand up. Um, but I had, I have three monitors or three 27 inch monitors and they were like spanned out next to each other and it was just my entire desk and it was ugly and I didn't like it. So I got two mounts. So one is stacked on top of the other one. So it saves, it looks, I think it looks nice. Lorraine, I think it looks dumb, but whatever. My wife's name is Lorraine. Um, and then I have the other (laughs) monitor. Huh? But what does she know? Right. Well, she goes, I think it looks dumb. And I go, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, well, your face looks dumb. <laughs> you fucking bitch. No. <laughs> um, and then I have the other one, the third one. Um, I'm kind of thinking about mounting that one on top and having this, but that's looking up a little too much. I might not like it. Um, the other one's vertical on the left. Then I have my Bose computer speakers, professional, um, <laughs> next to the two monitors. Uh, and then my <laughs> then my computer, um, I just upgraded. Um, it was super quiet. I got a new case and new motherboard, and it's all got lights on it and looks all cool. And then I have my switch on my desk, and I actually today I just got um, a sleeve for the dock because the dock scuffs the screen, and I know that because my screen is scuffed. I'm going to replace that, um, and it's the Triforce. But then I also have got it for my anniversary. It's a little lamp and it's the Triforce and it lights up. That's on top of my computer. And then the piece that I resistance, my Sega Genesis is on the desk. My fucking hooked up to one of these monitors. I was playing Echo the Dolphin the other day Jesus. on my break. Okay. Life is good. <laughs> you know, um, I also have the, the the latest game I got for the Sega Genesis was Beavis and Butthead. Nice. Um, and I was very happy to get it. My wife's like, are you going to play it? I'm like, oh, God, no, this game sucks. <laughs> I just wanted it. <laughs> you know, I do notice that, you know, when you're watching Beavis, the re-airing of like Beavis and Butthead, the old episodes, without the music videos, it's not quite as much fun. It loses a bit. Yeah. It loses a bit. Um. But you can go to on YouTube and there's an there's entire playlists of all the music videos they did. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because those are fun. But then after a while, you're like, eh. yeah, like it's it's like they need to be together. Yeah. For it to work because it kind of breaks it up a little bit. But um, I still think the show the show's brilliant in its own way. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I just I, I love that shit. But, but I, um, I think the benefit the benefit of the videos is that it broke it up. Yeah, exactly. Because if you get the whole episode in its entirety, you're kind of like, okay, I can only, you know, it's, it does lose a little bit of its flair. The music videos were, um, <laughs> some of them were fucking funny. Where I would laugh the hardest is they they would do this every once in a while, where they weren't saying anything, and then the can the camera cuts to them, or <laughs> the camera, the frame, mm-hmm. and um. But they're not making any noise. They're not laughing or nothing. But had kind of glances at Beavis. Yeah. And then it goes back to the thing. And then he just changes it. <laughs> Dude, somebody goes, what do you um, caption this picture? And it's uh, Matt Gates and Jim Jordan standing. And they go, Dude, this this uh, reboot of Beavis and Butthead really fucking sucks. <laughs> For real. Because <laughs> I looked at him and I go, oh, shit. Because Matt Gates has his hair kind of up. And then and then uh, Jim Jordan's kind of slouched a little bit. You're like, oh, wow. That is kind of like. 
Well, it was like a picture of me. Like I had a, my, my, I look back at a picture where I had a full beard when I grew for that, you know, no shave November. And then I looked at it and I go, oh my God, I'm never growing that beard again. I look like Ted Cruz without the pointy nose. And I was like, oh, okay, that's one reason not to ever fucking grow right. a beard again. I was like, Jesus. Hey, I have a beard. Yeah, but okay. you, you just look like a thug. You already know, right? <laughs> Baby. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I um got the desk all set up. I'm actually, I've actually been super happy about it because um I spend so much time here. So it's it's set up like <laughs> exactly. And now I'm being super picky about stuff. <laughs> like my phone has to go in a specific place oh, when I sit down. You know, this stupid shit like that. Right. And then I have this thing... um. I have my game controllers. I have two of them. Uh, I have an 8-bit do um, controller, which looks exactly like the Super Nintendo controller, but has all the extra buttons on it for the Switch. Hmm. Um, and then I have the Switch Pro controller. And my new motherboard has built-in Bluetooth, so I use the I use the Switch Pro controller for the Switch and for um, the computer and then i know i can i can actually buy a new from the same company that makes the super nintendo one a wireless sega genesis controller (laughs) and i'm thinking about doing that as well (laughs) so this is the place to be you go hang out (laughs) i'm gonna get the tv in here with the ps5 and shit it's like a weird flex but all right (laughs) listen people show jealousy in many different ways okay i don't judge anybody it's like what was it that, that uh the scene for, that little screenshot from the uh the inauguration with the the Jordans and they're like oh yeah. shit so it's, it's like it's like the ultimate show off it's a bit of a weird flex but you know <laughs> all right so as we do every week before we get into our main story this week which will be the dumbest conspiracy theories going on right now um it's time to jump into some news so this seems kind of stupid, but I think it's pretty slick. This shows you the new era that we've moved to as a society. The official website of the White House, whitehouse.gov, has been completely replaced with a new version of the Biden administration, and it comes with some unexpected accessibility features, a high contrast mode, which serves as a dark mode, and a toggle to make the font size larger. Uh, both options show up along the left rail uh, as big, cl- easy-to-click or tab buttons, and that's the way you'll need to toggle them. Even if your device is a system-wide dark mode, the White House uh, website won't switch over automatically. That's because it's really there to serve as an accessibility feature meant to help anyone who may have trouble reading or looking at a bright white screen with black text. With dark mode being very popular among computer-heavy users, um, as well, people online were understandably excited about the change. I thought it looked really cool. Um, and then I'm already on there right now, looking for dark mode. Where the fuck's it at? On the left side, there's a there's a little like icon or piece on the on the left side of the screen. You got to toggle it. It took me a second to find it, and then I go like, oh wait, I got to click here, and then you you're able to to switch it over. Um, oh shit! <laughs> oh, because it's high contrast mode. Yeah, this is good for um. I think colorblind people. Mm. Um, oh, we changed the font size. Yeah, the large text modes uh, makes the text obviously larger. 
slightly larger that's still preserving the layout sometimes uh something you may not uh, that may not be true when you know browsing built-in zoomability uh acting as a recruiting tool to anyone who looks into the source code i've heard about this one the html reader also makes a call out to the U.S. Digital Service, the group led by a former Google engineer, is tasked to making sure U.S. government websites are as good as um, as any of the other ones we visit on a daily basis. Uh, the previous, um, while the previous WhiteHouse.gov uh, site wasn't a train wreck by any means, at least technically speaking, it's good to see the new administration taking accessibility and digital competency seriously from the start. Uh, the site also has addition to help with inclusivity. The contact us form now asks users for their preferred pronouns. The change was um, spotted by GLAD and hopefully speaks to the tenant administration. The vice president Kamala Harris also includes her pronouns in her Twitter bio. Um, mm-hmm. There, um, one thing that I noticed before, I don't know if they did it in this one. They might have. Um, Source code, yeah, call the service for US, the U.S. digital service. They have, um, they did this also on their website. If you went in to look in the source code, it's like if you're looking at this, please apply. <laughs> it was asking people to apply in the uh, source code. Uh, that's slick, dude. <laughs> that's some hacker shit. Yeah, that was like somebody going, hey, you know, if you're looking into this. You've like, gotten this far. Yeah, you've gotten this far. It's like the fucking Matrix. Follow the white rabbit. <laughs> You stand there and you stand there and suddenly you hear somebody go, "Mr. Anderson." You're like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) This website's cool because it just kind of gives a central location of like having an overview of what what the Biden administration wants to do. Yeah, you know, and it's pretty detailed. Then you can also because my son was asking, "Hey, who who did he pick for this? Who did he pick for that?" I'm like, "Just go to WhiteHouse.gov and click the administration." Yeah. Because it shows exactly who's there. You can click on cabinet and tell you a little history about them. I thought that was cool. I thought that was some. And the other, the the website the previous administration wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was a typical, you know. I think Obama, the Obama administration was the first administration that really took the internet seriously. Yeah. And then they just built on that premise. So. And then you had, you had Trump where you, if you really wanted to find out White House policies, you had to have a Twitter account. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Twitter was WhiteHouse.gov. Right, exactly. The so president changed it to Twitter.gov. <laughs> was it Twitter oh. Twitter One? That's the <laughs> Twitter One. That was the name of the plane, actually. Yeah, yeah Twitter One. It had the weird blue um uh bird on it, so it was a little weird, but you know. That's right. Um in a move first spotted by Motherboard, which is some a fucking website I always forget about, but I love. <laughs> um well, it's part of Vice, but Instacart is um, laying off 1,877 workers who were classified as employees at the company. Among these included in the layoffs are 10 workers in Illinois who in 2020 were the first to unionize within the company. That's convenient. <laughs> Instacart informed the United Foods and Commercial Workers Union, which represented the work, workers from Illinois, in a letter it sent to the organization. Quote, we know. This is an incredibly challenging time for many as we move through the COVID-19 crisis. And we're doing everything we can to support in-store shoppers through this transition, Instacart said in a blog post it published on January 19th, which alluded to the layoffs. The company is providing um, severance packages to those affected by the move as well as trying to place them in open positions either in the company itself 
or at its retail partners. Instacart told Bloomberg that thousands of its shoppers are still classified as employees but didn't share a specific number. The United Food and Commercial Workers said the move impacted at least 20% of Instacart's frontline positions positions in the U.S. In the blog post um, referencing the layoffs, uh, the company said it had been testing new workflows with its retail partners. One of those is called Partner Pick, with Partner Pick grocery store employees instead of Instacart shoppers use the company's technology stack to prepare orders for customers. As a result of some grocers transitioning to a Partner Pick model, We'll be modeling. We'll be winding down our in-store operations uh, at select retail retailer locations over the coming months. The company said in the post. Understandably, the company has come under fire for this decision. Instacart firing the only unionized workers at the company and destroying the jobs of nearly 2,000 people or 2,000 dedicated frontline workers in the middle of this public health crisis is simply wrong. Mark Perone, the president of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, said. Instacart has one of the companies that well, Instacart was one of the companies that spent millions last year to pass Prop 22 in California. The ballot measure sought to carved out that sentence is weird, carved out the state's AB5 law and prevent it from classifying gig econ- economic uh, Jesus. I guess it's too long in it. Uh, classify <laughs> gig economy workers as employees of the company they work for, of course. Um so this is sad. It's always sad when a lot of people get laid off. But I feel like less people are ordering their groceries in a lot of places, even though they're probably going to start doing that again if, if we don't get this shit under control quickly. Right. Um, and we're not in this frenzy of disorganized mess anymore. And if you don't need the employees, what are they supposed to do? Keep them employed and they just stand around? Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, it sucks when, whenever somebody gets laid off, but it's, this isn't like a silly layoff. It's like, well, we don't, we don't need this many employees anymore. Yeah. Well, we bought, we bought them so that we're no longer, they're a singular business. So, I mean, that's, what's going to happen too. When somebody buys, so you're going to, you're always going to, you know, you're always going to go through that whole bit. Right. You know, people are going to get laid off. And they're offering severance packages. They're trying to, you know, relocate them somewhere else. So I think they're doing everything they really need to do. Um, and they're kind of going a little above uh, what a lot of companies, a lot of companies just cut you out. Like, bye. Like, you're not our problem anymore. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sad situation, but we, now the, the laying off the union workers though, you ain't slick. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I know. It's like going, oh, those are the ones he decided to lay off. I see. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know. So. Typical Michael, file this under typical Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft re- has reversed its controversial uh, Xbox Live price increase. The company announced a price hike on Friday that would have doubled the cost of a yearly subscription to the service, which is required to p- play online games on Xbox consoles, to $120 for many users. Now, though, Microsoft says the price will stay the same. Beyond that, Microsoft has decided to bring Xbox Live in line with Sony and Nintendo's online services by dropping the subscription requirements for free-to-play games. Popular free-to-play titles like Fortnite are playable on PlayStation consoles and Nintendo Switch without an online subscription, but you still need one for Microsoft consoles. I didn't realize that. 
what that you still needed the xbox live to play like Fortnite and all that shit yeah, which you do which it kind of reminded me of the oh yeah remember you got you got to have xbox live to to see netflix and hulu and all that stuff yeah xbox live is just it's the gatekeeper to the internet yeah. on the Xbox. Every, it's the yeah, AOL. Yeah. It's the AOL of the of the internet now. And the only reason they they stopped needing it for Netflix and stuff was because Sony stopped. Yeah. And then they they didn't have a label to stand on anymore because <laughs> the other guy was. And honestly, that was bullshit. Like yeah. I pay for my internet, asshole. Yeah. Like, I know. If it's not gaming, fuck off. Right. It's like either don't charge me for it or don't have them on your little box. <laughs> Yeah. Microsoft says it's working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. In Microsoft's full statement, it was was just delivered in an update of a blog post. We messed up today, and we were right to and you were right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a virtual part is a vital part of gaming, and we fail to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change the Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player as the center of their experience. For free-to-play games, you will no longer need to an Xbox Live gold membership to play those games on xbox we are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months if you are if you are a xbox live member already you stay at your current price for renewal new and existing members can continue to enjoy the xbox live gold for the same prices they pay today in the u.s 9.99 for a month 24.99 for three months and 39.99 for six months and 59.99 for retail 12 months thank you Microsoft focuses in recent years have been on Xbox Game Pass, which has an ultimate tier that includes Xbox Live Gold with um, access to Xbox Live Gold. While Game Pass provides a great value for many players, the price the gold price increase came out as, a, as an attempt to nudge people into paying for the more expensive service. It's it's not surprising that the initial announcements was poorly received, but Microsoft's reversal is good news for Xbox Live Gold. Um, subscribers who aren't interested in Xbox Game Pass, and even better news for people who only use Xbox Live Gold to play free-to-play games. So yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah like, I mean, like they tried to double the price, and people got upset. They should have known that people were going to get upset. Well, like I would get it. Like, okay, we're going to increase it ten bucks, whatever. You know, ten bucks. All right. Well, you know, nobody's going to be happy with it. But it's like suddenly, it's like, yeah, for a year, you're going to pay one hundred and twenty bucks. Instead of sixty, and everybody knew the price increase was coming because they stopped selling the year the year for sixty dollars um, late last year, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, if I'm going to pay one hundred and twenty bucks now." So the idea was, because the original idea was you were paying ten bucks a month for, um, for a month for you know Xbox Live, or you save money and then you buy the year for sixty bucks. Obviously, yeah. no brainer. But here you're like, oh, it's going to be eleven bucks, or you pay 120 for the year. It's like, it made no sense. It's like, wait, so I can just upfront pay for the year as there's no savings for me. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and like Steve told me when I was running errands and shit, so I wasn't fully in the conversation. But um, the the thing that really gets them in trouble is compared to. Sony and Nintendo. That's just a ridiculous price. Like Sony's what Sony, twenty bucks a year? 
I mean, not, no, Sony I mean, not Nintendo, Nintendo. 60. I mean, Nintendo. Yeah. Sony charges 60 yeah. a year. Nintendo charges um, 20 and 34.99 for the family plan. Um, there isn't that much to do on Nintendo's online. It just allows you to play games with people and the classic games. But um, my analogy, I still kind of believe, like if the other, if if all of them were the same price, 120, I think would be justified for the year, only because it's about the cost of Netflix, and I, I, Xbox gets used way more than Netflix in my house. I think it just depends on the person. But since Sony is 60 <laughs> for the year, um, Xbox can, or Microsoft can kick rocks with that fucking bullshit. <laughs> exactly. It's too much. Um, yeah, because a lot of people were saying, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to, you know, let this run out and then just go ahead and, you know, you know, start using my PlayStation again. Yeah. Or, oh, I don't know. I, I, f- I feel like a lot of, I want to see how many people who have been hardcore Xbox um gamers how many of them are just use that 500 they were going to use in the xbox and buy a fucking pc because for like an extra hundred or even at 500 you can get you can get the beginnings of a pretty decent gaming computer and you don't pay for shit online you pay for your internet and you'll be able to pay you play all the xbox games that come out the first party ones so it's like i don't know Xbox is is doing something that Apple always tries to avoid. They're competing with themselves. <laughs> so it's 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 interesting to see where the smoke clears what's going to happen. But I have noticed in the gaming like world, 80% of 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 what I see is talking about PlayStation 5. They're not talking about or the or the Switch. They're not talking about Xbox that much. Yeah. I guess it's just they well they kind of had a shit launch game wise there's not a lot of game they were they were hinged way too much on halo so it didn't happen and sony actually has some pretty solid launch titles yeah i mean even now like since the launch back in november i'm i've been looking at things and i'm thinking you know what i may just get a playstation Mm -hmm. you know i mean i don't you know it's like i was looking at i'm like well i got all those xboxes sitting over there and i really haven't played them all that much and i have a few games comparatively i was like i could just you know I mean, I still have the Xbox 360 there when I still have a bunch of those games. I still have a couple of games for the Xbox. And I was like, well, I could just get the port <laughs> for the PlayStation and just right. call it a day. Because I'm going to get a PS5, but I'm only going to buy the PlayStation exclusive games on it. I have a gaming PC. Like, yeah. I'll buy all the shit on my computer because, one, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. But... um. I want to play a lot of and, and a lot of the PS4 Sony games that I missed. I'd like to play those. And then the PlayStation 5 will just be the hub for the TV. Yeah. You know, for me to watch things and stuff like that. <sighs> but anyway, Microsoft. <laughs> oh, real quick, Microsoft clowned Apple in a commercial um that I saw today where this dude was talking about he had they had the surf the new surface and the new MacBook next to each other. And he said, yeah, it's full touchscreen. Apple, I don't know. It's this touch bar. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. I get the full touchscreen over here. I think it's <laughs> funny when they make fun of each other. Um, so there was a little doubt. There was little doubt Pixar's soul 
would find a large audience by going straight to Disney Plus in many countries, but it's now clear just how successful that strategy was. Deadline reports that the ex- existential, yeah, existential, sorry, movie <laughs> topped um, Nielsen's streaming ranking for December 21st through December 27th, uh, racking up 1.669 billion minutes of viewing. Um, it even beat The Office, 1.435 <laughs> billion minutes. Uh, no mean feat when the classic TV series regularly dominated 2020 viewing and had just days to go before it left Netflix for Peacock, um, which no one has. <laughs> Disney's, <laughs> Disney's other flagship uh, streaming show, The Mandalorian, was fifth place with just, with, quote, just uh, <laughs> one billion minutes. As it wrapped up a second season. Well, let's be honest. Um, their episodes are like 30 minutes each. So it's, Right. And yeah. and a lot of you might watch them twice. Yeah. Nobody's watching The Mandalorian 8,000 times. <laughs> a Pixar movie, kids are watching it. Right. Um, you might be watching some scenes 8,000 times in The Mandalorian. <laughs> um, Netflix held on the fourth and third place spot. Spots with the George Clooney sci-fi um, drama, The Midnight Sky. I want to watch that. I heard it was. I heard it was dope. Oh yeah, I forgot um, about that one. One point one billion minutes and alt history series, um, Bridgerton. Uh, one point two billion minutes. Are we? Is this how we're calculating ratings now? I guess in minutes watched. In, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's like it's kind of cool. It's like a YouTube video. <laughs> how many watches? The Nielsen ratings. The Nielsen ratings were always kind of inaccurate anyway because it, it was just. Uh, there were certain people that had the Nielsen boxes. Right. It wasn't everybody. Um, it was middle class white people. <laughs> the fucking Nielsen box. Um, Disney's other flagship streaming show that I've already talked about and I've already read this paragraph. Um, it's not certain how well HBO Max's Wonder Woman 1984 fared with its own Christmas Day release. Warner, Warner Media hasn't released viewer data um, and won't reveal subscriber data until it provides earnings info next week. However, the release was popular enough that it helped Warner fast track the sequel. Um, Soul clearly had a number of factors working in its favor. It's a kid movie, one with a strong appeal for adults at that, released during a holiday season when virtually everyone is stuck at home. And unlike Mulan, you didn't have to pay (laughs) extra to watch right away. Um, there was a large potential audience that Disney might not get again. Even so, it's an important win for Disney. It shows that the company's blockbuster movies can attract pro- appropriately huge viewership through Disney+. Plus. I mean, why is that in doubt? Like, we're all home. Of course, like, my kids have watched that movie like five times. I, I actually haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I have Disney+. Plus. I heard it's good, but yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, that's vital when the media giant is shifting its focus to streaming. It's also a crucial boost um, at a time when Disney Plus still has relatively few high-profile exclusives with WandaVision only now reaching the service. Um, The question is whether or not any newcomers who subscribe for Soul will stick around in the long term. Um, I haven't watched WandaVision yet either. I like Um, it. Yeah, people are saying they like it. It's different. That's what people are saying. It's yeah. different, but they like it's it. It's different, but I like that it's like, you know, it follows like, you know, this television, you know, classic television shows, but there's like where it's like a comedy, but then they have moments of Twilight Zone in it. Yeah, and, because it's like her psychom, like it's supposed to be her psyche breaking in or something. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out like somebody, you know, like 
what's going on because like in the so first so house of them was yeah. like you were inside of her delusion yeah like but like, reality was poking through well like she's married to vision but they have no memory of how they got there no memory of how they met no memory of anything and um they even dropped in slovenia uh in the in the first episode i was like going oh so we got ultron you know and only this first episode and only this third episode is where you actually heard about ultron it's almost like clues that she's leaving for herself yeah 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 i need to see it i haven't seen it there's too much to do <laughs> like i'm being real like people people no, I, always I, give me shit i get it uh, there there is a lot to watch and there's a lot people of shit always give me shit like how could you not have seen this and i'm like fuck you <laughs> You know, like, Jesus Christ, there's so much shit to watch. I just started watching um, the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO Max. Um, I heard it's a letdown. There's a couple people that said, um, like, while people are upset that I guess the last whole half of it is just about him when he cheated on his wife. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I'm kind of that way too, because like I'm almost halfway through the first episode and it's like they kind of skimmed a lot of like his beginning. And you know, and to stuff. get to the tabloid shit. Well, the whole first, it, the each part, the both parts are an hour and a half. So the first hour and a half, kind of like, oh yeah, he was five, and then he was twenty, <laughs> and it was kind of like, okay, you're kind of jumping around a a lot. Like it, it, it was a bit of a letdown. I was, I'm, I'm, I, I'm already like finding out the. Mo- I mean, how did this mother nineteen chicks? I'm like, how did this motherfucker had time to golf? Is what I'm saying. Listen. He's a big pimp, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Big pimp. But it's like, to <laughs> me, I don't care who he was fucking. Yeah. He's entertainment to me. You know, he he brought a lot of people to golf that never would have gave a fuck. And he's still important historically because he was he was um half black and half Asian fucking killing it in the golf game. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they, they kind of shy away from that to get to tabloid bullshit like who fucking cares like, yeah he cheated on his wife that's that's shitty but that's his personal thing i still think, I still, think the, I still think the best sports documentary is um uh, is the the one with the chicago bulls i think that, that one was dope dude i love that fucking like it, it got you into the game it reminded you yeah. everything that you needed to know and that was really good yeah and it was a bit of a hero service like we're not going to say anything bad about Michael kind of thing, but that's fine. Who wants to say anything bad about Michael? It's like, who cares? I mean, if that, if that's the reason you didn't like it, it's like, so what? There are, there were some people that didn't like it because they didn't get real about this situation. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's not about that. It's about basketball. And if you thought Michael Jordan is going to be, going to be in there with, because of that, it's like, yeah, you got a little, I I still, I still love the memes though. that come out. It's like, Oh yeah. And then this happened. And then it's a Michael Jordan. And I took it personally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that I feel like Tiger Woods, you know, for all his faults, he deserved that kind of treatment. He deserves because he's he's the Michael Jordan of fucking golf. Yeah. You know, and it's like I, I, if it was a more glamorous sport, I feel it wouldn't have gone down that way. Yeah, because it was, you know, the first yeah, the first hour and a half, they just really kind of skim through a lot of stuff and then the it starts part two starts with you know the chicks and you know and i'm already like halfway through and and we're still we just got into the divorce settlement and stuff like that and they show the bill burr comment where he says about gold digging whores (laughs) he's like 
You know, he's like, she got 200 some million dollars and she didn't even raise a club. Like we got this culture of gold digging whores. And I was like, oh shit. It's just dumb. <laughs> All right. Well, on the other side of the break, we'll be discussing those top five dumbest conspiracy theories that are going on right now. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So I found this article on Cracked um, the other day, and I just thought they had some of the funniest, like, conspiracy theories on here. There's, like, the, you know, what they titled the article, and you can, follow, you can see the link in the show notes, uh, Five Dumb Garbage Conspiracy Theories Spreading Right Now. And uh, I just thought that this was this was kind of fun. So I'm just going to start with the article here. And uh, the term conspiracy theory derives from a mythical tale in which a group of gargoyles believing that they're the only purveyors of all that is good descend upon a town to destroy and cleanse the townsfolk of their evil ways. Just kidding. We totally made that up, but we bet there are some people who are gladly recite that story on their vlog ad nauseum before printing t-shirts that say, Be the Gargoyle. <laughs> uh, that's just reality now because acquiring factual and correct information in today's world means navigating through a barrage of false and inaccurate drivel being shot at you from all fronts. It's kind of amazing on how hard it is to just get to like, like real news, like to, yeah, you know, I mean, I have to, you kind of just have to trust a news source and be like, I guess we'll spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of see this and kind of see how it goes. It's, it's it's today requires a lot of deductive reasoning and being able to like cross reference things yeah. instantly. Like Source. you have to, be, and most people can do that just fine. Yeah. But there are some but that you, cannot. <laughs> and you always know like the people too, cause it's always like, Oh yeah, look at this. And it's, you always look at, and every time somebody throws up, I always look at where it comes from. Oh, Breitbart. Oh, Fox news. Oh, you know, whatever. And it's always fear-based yeah. for people like that. It's always, they don't even realize they're being scared into thinking something. Cause anytime that's one of the tell, the tells for me that something I'm reading is bullshit. If it's trying to frighten me. Yeah. Like I'll be, I can be kind of scared by news like if I read a statistic that's kind of startling, like, oh, like, oh shit, you know, like we just heard um, 400, 400 million or thousand. I can't remember. Um, people have died from COVID already. Oh yeah. That was, that was kind of shocking. Like I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? But um, when it's like, you don't even see it coming. <laughs> ah, it's like, all right, you get the fuck out of my face. Exactly. Or Tucker Carlson sitting there telling you the liberals are coming after you. You know, it's right. like they want to throw speak. they want to throw all seventy thousand people that voted for Trump in jail. They're, They're coming bang after on you, my, my friend. And steal my kids. Right. It's like it's like calm the fuck down. So in as twenty 20- Who hurts you, Tucker Carlson? <laughs> As 2021 has only begun, so let's look at some of the drivel that's currently trying to get around you, um, get a, get you and your grandmother to join a cult of the gargoyle army. So number five. So we're gonna we're going to uh, switch off on this, but uh, so for number five, QAnon claims Ashley Babbitt didn't die during the Capitol siege as as a false flag crisis actor. I was wondering. I was wondering when those were going to show up again. Oh, they're just yeah. a, they're crisis actors. That's that's uh that's Alec Jones. Oh, they're just a crisis actor. We haven't heard that since um, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, yeah, yeah. 
um, as protesters slash terrorists stormed and infiltrated. I love how they crossed out <laughs> protesters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and infiltrated the Capitol because reasons. Uh, 35-year-old veteran Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by a Capitol police officer when she tried to gain entrance to the the speaker's lobby. It collage of video taken of the incident was published online making it easy to determine how exactly the whole thing went down only no not according to a number of QAnon folk while Babbitt went from voting for Obama to being radicalized by right-wing extremists online the group she joined around four years ago has now turned against her claiming that the videos are lies and that she's actually still alive in some major cover-up fucking knew it yeah, of, of course. I mean, you know, it's like, how could she not? We theorize <laughs> that's, uh, that they're simply trying to distract from the dude who, during the riot, may or may not have tasered his own balls before we go into this, that biz- these bizarre claims. It's important to note that immediately following Babbitt's death, uh, civilian and celebrity alt-right pundits were alike were already holding up um, holding her up as a martyr and the first victim of the second civil war and probably printing shirts with her face on it already radio host and reject garbage pail kid doll alex jones was (laughs) and reject garbage pail kid doll uh alex jones was already calling the shooting an execution even before her death was officially confirmed Babbitt was immediately used as a propaganda and recruiting tool because white, uh, male white supremacists love nothing more than to hold up dying white women and children to justify their self-imposed hair, um, hierarchical importance. But then the narrative started spiraling out of control. The claim made by the QAnon Patriot account on Parler stated that Babbitt's death was a, quote, false flag operation, end quote. The theory got another tail stuck um, stuck to it when others posted it that when uh, when slow down one of the videos of the shooting showed that the police um, police officer's gun swerving meaning Babbitt wasn't even shot Lynn Wood the attorney who was involved in the Kraken lawsuits over the election results and who called uh, for VP Mike Pence to be executed by firing squad on his parlor shared these theories to millions of people he also claimed that babbitt's twitter posts were photoshopped by the left to make it look like she was affiliated with QAnon. the theories got traction so fast that even jones had to pivot from one of us to left uh the left gone done this uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, others straight up called babbitt an antifa spy like many others who got get radicalized, Babbitt was in a deep, uh, deep pers- um, what had a deep personal need that wasn't being filled by herself nor the world around her. That is until she found a group where she could belong, and in the end, that vile group decided to label her as an Antifa spy simply to fit their propaganda. Yeah, because it's all whatever helps exactly. the cause. Exactly. You know. Um, this one was fucking funny, bro. <laughs> and it's so funny because when you look at the diagram, you can tell what it is mm-hmm. just by the words that are on it. <laughs> um, the COVID nineteen. But, but why would you? Why would you read that? Like, why no. would you? No. Why would you worry about that? Exactly. It's like when that dude from the Daily Show is at. Have you read the Constitution? No. It's a long. It's, it's incredibly short. Sure. Yeah, I've read, I've read it. the it's... whole thing. I doubt that. I know what I heard. <laughs> I was like, I doubt hell? that. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I read that in fucking middle school. So I know. It's like, like get it together, bro. You had to do a report on it. <laughs> like, right. 
Not not where he's from, no. obviously. They don't do that in Florida. Obviously, he didn't uh, grow up in Boston because, you know, the three tenants of Boston listen, education system. Listen, <laughs> he, we, every morning, we didn't just do the Pledge of Allegiance. We also sung, this land is your land. <laughs> I'm serious. That's that's a fact, bro. Oh, Jesus. We do the pleasure of pleasure. And it's like, okay. And then this land is your <laughs> land. This land is my <laughs> land. Then then some teachers did stairway to heaven afterwards, but we thought that was kind of, you know, we were kind of getting a you little. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a garage band. He's trying to make it. <laughs> um, <laughs> places, places like Boston are like America on steroids. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, it, the intellectual side of America. Right. Anyway. <laughs> right. There's. You go, you go a little further in a different direction and you'll get a different side of America, which is what we're discussing today. By the way, if you haven't listened to the Truly Pointless podcast, the three tenets of the Boston educational system is Tom Brady, the Constitution, and Yankees suck. You already know. It's top of birth, actually. <laughs> You're, when you were born in Boston, they hold out two baseball hats. One's a Yankees hat, one's a Red Sox hat. If you choose the Yankees hat, Next snap right there. <laughs> okay. You're done. All right. This is re- it's fucking real out here. All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It got dark for a second. I apologize. Um, so the COVID-19 conspiracy theorists um, who thought a diagram of a guitar pedal was a 5G vaccine chip. Uh, <laughs> it's really something special when people like anti-vaxxers who support theories that are so anti-science start passing along diagrams to make their point. It's even funnier when those diagrams turn out to be something completely different. In late December, an image was posted on Facebook by an unknown user who claimed it to be the blueprint of a 5G chip being added to the COVID-19 vaccines. Soon after, the diagram was shared on a Romanian language radio station's website. And from there, the conspiracy theory spread to Italy. Want to see what it looks like? Bro, this diagram, so it says in the center, COVID-19 5G chip diagram <laughs> confidential. But then if you look at the actual, now not, I know not everyone's privy to, I know enough to know what I'm looking at, but there's literal English on it. This is base, treble, treble <laughs> volume, mid, foot, foot switch. switch. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of vaccine has a foot switch? <laughs> <laughs> and I like their captions, so sciencey. <laughs> um. Now, if you're wondering why a 5G chip blueprint would have tag words like bass, treble, and foot switch on it, then congratulations. You have not been fooled by this actually hilarious image. <laughs> I love how fucking Craig writes their articles, dude. Um, it didn't take long for a software engineer, Mario Fusco, to debunk this supposed chip diagram on Twitter, revealing that it was nothing more than a presentation of a guitar pedal's electric circuit board. More specifically, it's the circuit board of a Boss Metal Zone distortion pedal. That's right. Sorry, we're just laughing at the word distortion. We're also laughing at the fact that if you Google Boss Metal Zone pedal, it's clear that many people regard it as one of the worst pedals ever. There's a good chance that whoever came up with this gnarly theory was sat- satirizing conspiracy theories of both vaccines and 5G um, technology. So QAnon, basically. <laughs> yeah. But but in a world where anything and everything are being used to convince others, they're being lied to. No joke shall go unspared. Somewhere someone has already removed those music terms with Photoshop, just like someone added the 5G freak. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, in there and presented it as proof that Bill Gates and 5G tech want to come and live in your brain. Of course, we're not sure what's worse, people actually believing this nonsense or the media giving us headlines like this. Um, that's an excellent question at the end. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't understand the 5G thing. Like, Do you really not understand what a broadband network is? <laughs> Yeah. It's 2021. I like the picture underneath. Don't fret, guitar pedal is not coronavirus <laughs> tracking chip. A for effort, CNET. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not shocked at CNET. Yeah, I know. It's... CNET, anything for a fucking click, dude. They don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. This one I thought was hilarious because I was like, really? It's like it skipped past everyone else except this dude. So. Number three, viral post claims the Pope has been arrested. By who? <laughs> Isn't he like the king of Vatican City? Exactly. Over the weekend following the Capitol Insurrection, a article published on right-wing Canadian website, the conservative beaver. <laughs> you know what? It's clever, and I appreciate it. It could either be a Canadian website or it could also be a feminist conservative website. Oh, yeah. That's right. You don't know. <laughs> Can't judge a book by its cover. That's right. Or, oh. or could be a pub name. I think that's a good <laughs> pub name, the conservative. Beaver. Actually, that is a good pub name. It's like, yeah, what, where do you work? Oh, what's the pub? Oh, yeah, we're going to go to the conservative beaver. When I used to, when I used to play um, D&D with my friends for this fucking COVID, it's been the thing that pisses me off the most. I don't, I can't play D&D with my friends. Um, <laughs> I was the one that had to come up with the fucking the end names and I would come up with random shit like that because you just add like a fucking an animal and then like a weird word. <laughs> That's going to be the next one if I ever play a conservative beat. Right, um, alleged that Pope Francis was arrested for everything under the sun, including incest, human trafficking and apparently hoarding killer bongs. The article has since been somewhat amended, but here's the original statement. Pope Francis, a.k.a. Jorge Mario Bergoglio, was arrested Saturday in connection with an 80-count indictment of charges, including, including possession of child pornography, human trafficking, incest, possession of drug paraphernalia, paraphernalia and felony fraud. Um, that fucking caption on the image. <laughs> yeah, that's so clearly his pass-the-joint signal. It's just the Pope <laughs> smiling and waving at a crowd. <laughs> The original article also plagiarized a September piece by the Associated Press and lifted a quote from Italian um, prosecutor Giuseppe Gorvalne talking about uh, the, uh, I'm going to butcher this name up. Uh, it's Governale, and um, I have no idea how to pronounce that one. <laughs> Dranghera? Dranghera? That sounds uh, good. Yeah, I'll go if with you that. add a lot of flair to it, it <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Dranghera! <laughs> Mob as um, as if he was saying this in relation relation to the arrest of the Pope, uh, Giuseppe Gorvanale, uh, Italian's chief anti mafia prosecutor, sounds like he in the mob. I know he, he's a Giuseppe, and he's not in the mob. Uh, I, I'm he makes he's either in the mob or he makes puppets. Right. <laughs> I'd be a real boy. Um, said the group was 
under um, underestimated and particularly dangerous because of its ability to proliferate across nations and infiltrate them. Mm. Fact checkers and other websites picked up on the potential explosive story were quick to debunk it, but the beaver stood fast. <laughs> the beaver <laughs> stood fast, <laughs> claiming that these fact checkers provided no counterproof to their claims. Can, let's let's keep in mind that this guy also pr- provided no proof that the Pope had been arrested. Right. They continue to share the arrest rumors um, that have now swept across the internet, thanks in part to a YouTube video entitled Navy SEALs Confirm Pope Arrested and Insurrection Act Signed. Uh, I like the picture. Nothing screams truth like some guy doing a vlog. (laughs) I don't know. Are the Navy SEALs qualified to do? No, no. The Vatican is its sovereign country. It's its own (laughs) It's like this is how fucked up these people are. Like, like the FBI just stormed the Vatican and arrested someone. <laughs> right. Like what? <laughs> like somehow we have like the the like we have the Amex black card that we can go into anywhere right. and, and do whatever. We're the we're the fucking world police. Remember that movie with the puppets? <laughs> yeah. We're the Team America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the Beaver article, as it stands now, ends with the following. So did the Pope get arrested? It depends on who you believe, mainstream no. media or ne- alternative news sites that risk everything to tell you the truth. Oh, my God. I can hear them jerking off <laughs> while they type that. I know. It's like, tell you the truth. <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why they think every mass media house would not want to cover a story as big as the Pope getting fucking arrested is quite frankly beyond us. Of course, it would come as no surprise that the origin of this misinformation was tracked, um, traced back to 4chan. It's, mm. uh, it's pure QAnon fodder and mirror and mirrors. Oh, like pure QAnon fodder and mirrors that efforts like people, um, the efforts of people like Linwood would claim that wide-scale arrests of global figures involved in election fraud and other whole satanic baby-eating cabals are imminent. So there you have it. Alternate news sites like the Conservative Beaver get their sources from delinquent internet boards. Dear, oh dear, how will we ever know who to believe? <laughs> have you ever been to 4chan? No, fortunately. So 4chan is full of bullshit information. Right. It 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 was Which is why QAnon thrives there. <laughs> it looks like it's basically what Reddit was 20 years ago. Hmm. Not Reddit itself, but it's that same kind of format, but it is the it never updated. It is the ugliest <laughs> format I've ever seen in my It looks like you're going to catch a venereal disease. <laughs> Like, it's fucking ridiculous. You're, bro. Like, how did you get syphilis? I just went to 4chan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to 4chan and all I got was the stupid the clap. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't go there. I went there once and it just to see what it was and I'm like this is a fucking mess. Did you take a shower afterwards? <sighs> bro, there isn't enough soap. <laughs> Iran supreme leader claims that COVID-19 vaccine from the U.S. and U.K. might be used to contaminate other countries. <laughs> I actually believe the I- Iranian leader would say that. Oh, of course. Come on. <laughs> um, given the tensions between Iran and the U.S., the fact that Iran has some history with France when it comes to contaminated medical products, this could easily be brushed off as the paranoid rantings of another far-right man who clings to power by playing everyone up against each other, denying the Holocaust whenever he can, and throwing people in jail for speaking out against them. 
we believe there's a word for that. But given the high rise and susceptibility of conspiracy theories these days, Twitter decided to remove um, Ayatollah Ali. It's Ayatollah, right? Ayatollah Ayatollah, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, I think, um, his tweet claiming that the vaccine from the U.S. and the U.K. were completely untrustworthy and that it's not unlike they would want to contaminate other nations. <laughs> they had the picture of the fucking metal zone pedal. This is contaminate other nations with shitty rock and roll effects, apparently. <laughs> um, he also said that, quote, if the Americans have had been able to produce a vaccine, this corona disaster would not have occurred in their own country. What? <laughs> Someone should maybe explain to him how medicine new viruses and time works. <laughs> Maybe throw in a mask tutorial and a video about American politics 101. <laughs> Iran has been hit the hottest by coronavirus in the Middle East with more than 1.2 million citizens infected. I thought my hot goes out. They, they were having like ditches yeah. just throwing dead bodies because their government won't fucking help them. Um, well, their government should, was doing the same thing ours was. Yeah, but they were being way more successful at it. Yeah. Yeah, because it, no it, one argues with the government yeah. in Iran. Yeah, it's it's all bullshit. <laughs> right. I said they there were satellite images, just mass graves. Oh, fucking yeah. terrible. I saw that. Um it should also be Oh, were they out. even real? That's the wrong song. <laughs> it should also be pointed out at the beginning of the outbreak. Um, Iranian authorities were downplaying the numbers, the numbers and severity of the situation in their country. That is until those authorities got sick and some <laughs> of them died. Sound familiar? <laughs> Someone remind us again um, what the word is for people who point fingers at others to distract from their own failures. <laughs> Pres- presidents? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Republican Party? <laughs> uh, I've heard, th- I've heard this one a few times. Yeah. So. Uh, number one is Dominion Voting Machine is suing Sidney Powell for her conspiracy theories about their election equipment. Now, before we get into get into it, please enjoy this introductory paragraph on Sidney Powell's Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. Sidney Karen Powell, <laughs> Catherine Powell, sorry, immediately went to Karen, uh, is, born 1955, is an American attorney and former federal prosecutor best known for her promotion of conspiracy theory and attempt to overthrow the 2020 United States presidential that's, election. That's great. <laughs> I love that's, that. That is on your tombstone, lady. <laughs> nice. Anyway, for those of you that may not know or who've swiftly forgotten about it, thanks to gestures at everything, uh, Powell first threatened to and then released the Kraken, by filing lawsuits in Michigan and Georgia in November 2020, claiming massive electoral fraud in both states. Those claims, however, contained as much evidence as tanning your butthole to acquire enlightenment or whatever. (laughs) The filing contained rehashes of previous conspiracy theories that were already debunked. An expert witness listed in the lawsuit was an eight coon former previously 8chan administrator. However, the big kicker is that claim that Trump's electoral loss was a global conspiracy involving numerous countries like China and Iran, also Hugo Chavez, you know, the former Venezuelan president who died in in 2013. <laughs> in the picture, so many immediately st- uh, start the go- Ghost of Chavez Twitter account. <laughs> um, 
Powell got some good airtime on Fox News and OANN with her claims about voter fraud done through the Dominion Voting System's election machines. See, in a series of roundabout acrobatic bullshittery, Powell and her QAnon folk managed to tie Dominion to a Venezuelan company specialized in global voting systems. According to them, this company and their machines were the ones responsible for keeping Chavez in power. They were not. And it's the same technology strategies that we now use by Democrats to win the election and turn the U.S. United States of America into a socialist commie country, just like Chavez would have wanted, apparently. <laughs> Ghost of Chavez on Twitter, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Powell's dis disinformation program went viral, campaign, sorry, went viral on social media, causing Dominion employees to be harassed and receive death threats. This brings us to the first week of January of 2021, when Dominion officially filed a lawsuit against Powell, a, a suit that should be followed closely as it, it could potentially set a precedent for a legal accountability for spreading false information online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're saying that this is going to be a real landmark case. Yeah. While Fox News aired a segment admitting that the Dominion claims were unsubstantiated, Powell doubled down and tweeted that she was, quote, retracting nothing. Uh, Powell and her po um, posse of Linwood and Beavers and Q... Q-chan cronies <laughs> ha may have, like opportunistic extremists, more concerned about cozying up to people like their twice-impeached president than they are about any real threats to humanity. But these individual actions, who have now become a collective, are causing real and long-lasting long harm. Ashley Babbitt was retweeting Powell's allegations as well as the countless of countless of Linwood's deep state tweets in the weeks leading up to the Capitol siege. And so did many others believing that they were furthering the collective cause when all they were doing was feeding the algorithm that kept these people relevant to pursue their own agendas. The same people that'll throw their gargoyle army members under the bus, then try to secure a book deal. So I like how they, I like how they tied up the article yeah, with the, by revisiting the first paragraph. <laughs> yeah, like I like it. it. Yeah. Um, one thing that's also cool, too, is that uh, Dominion's also suing Linwood and Rudy Giuliani. So I think this is going to be pretty fucking cool. Even though Rudy Giuliani now is now trying to counter sue, saying that uh, the lawsuit is trying to stymie his freedom of speech. Um, but there are laws in the books about slander and libel. So, you know, good luck yeah, trying to figure can't... that one out. People, I'm not even going to get into it because we've gotten into it so many times. <laughs> I know. Like, like free speech doesn't mean you could be a piece of shit and say whatever the fuck you want without, I don't know. I honestly believe, like legally, I think if someone says something that is woefully inaccurate, like if they say that you, like what do they say, Biden diddles children. All right. He should legally be able to knock you the fuck out. Yeah, I it, feel it, because he it's, can. That's, that's a fucked up thing to say about somebody. Yeah, he can, but a lot of times it's like they don't. It's well, just, yeah, he's president of the United States. He's well, this was before. This was before that. Like you know, they've been yeah. saying that before that. All I'm saying is, if someone tells me that I molest children, I'm knocking them the fuck out. I don't <laughs> give a fuck what I can legally do. They get in a fucking ass whooping. Truth. Truth. That's fucked up, bitch ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, leave my leave my water water cap alone.
fuck your water cap. I'll fucking do whatever I want. <laughs> my cat's over there going, hey, this is just sitting right here. It doesn't belong here. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, this week we've got a real collection of douchebags and um, and uh, social media. Cornucopia idiots. of failure. A, 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 what is it? Uh, a, uh. Plethora, a plethora. There you go. <laughs> a plethora of dissidents. I love fucking three amigos. Would you say I have a plethora? <laughs> See, si, senor, I'd say you have a plethora. <laughs> mm. uh, so my um, my douchebag of the week is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. So this comes from the uh, uh, West Florida um, dot com. Newly elected Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene made good on her promise after announcing last week that she would file articles of impeachment against President Joe Biden. Representative Greene, who has used her social media channels to express racist views and support the and support for um, QAnon conspiracy theories, called for an impeachment on her Twitter, Facebook and Telegraph Telegram accounts during Joe Biden's inauguration. I just filed articles of impeachment on Joe, President Joe Biden. We'll see how this goes, Green said. Nowhere. Um, Green, <laughs> you know where it's going to go, yeah, sweetheart. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Green is accusing the president of corruption and abuse of power, alleging that he allowed his son, Hunter Biden, to siphon cash from America's greatest enemies, Russia and China. Hunter Biden has worked for foreign entities in the past, including served serving on the board of a Ukrainian gas company, Burisma, when Biden was Obama's vice president. Hunter Biden is currently under investigation by the Justice Department, which is probing his finances, including some of his Chinese business dealings. President Biden has consistently denied the allegations, saying that he did not discuss foreign business dealings with him and would ensure that his family's, quote, will not be involved in any business, any enterprise that is a conflict with or appears to be in conflict where there's appropriate distance from the presidency and the government, end quote. Green has not been shy on Twitter attacking the newly elected vice president, referring to him on Twitter as a clueless grandpa in a tweet on Wednesday. Over the weekend, Twitter temporarily suspended the account of Representative Green after she condemned Georgia election officials and expressed support for debunked theories claiming that the widespread fraud during the presidential election. In June 2020, the highest-ranking Republican member of the House blasted Green for social media comments about Muslims, black people, and George Soros. Facebook video shows Green saying Muslims did not belong in the government and that black people were slaves to the Democratic Party and that the Jewish Democratic donor George Soros was a Nazi, according to uh, Politico. The articles of impeachment likely won't move forward as Democrats control both chambers of congress and won't consider impeaching president joe biden (laughs) you know it's just sad now you know it's 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 this it's not even the final battle cry of any it's just like it it reminds me of um this this web comic that i read called control alt delete and he does this he does a few different comics in the in the comic, but one he does is called Console Wars, where he kind of he it's he draws all these soldiers have the heads of different game consoles. And 
the their battles. It's like a real war that's going on in this story, but their battles are mimicking what the news is saying. You know, so like um when Xbox when they were releasing the Xbox One and they said like they were gonna um they weren't gonna do you like use games or whatever the fuck they were doing that was in the story and <laughs> Sony you see you see people with PlayStation heads like moving like we're winning the battle sir and you know <laughs> stupid shit like that there was this one that kind of broke my heart and it was it was over two comics and they were it was I think it was PlayStation people PlayStation uh, four people and they're just walking and all of a sudden this like crazy old dude jumps out of the bush with a with a weird white gun. You can't really see him very well. And he's screaming about this weird it's almost like conspiracy shit, you know? And you, it pans out and it's a dreamcast. <laughs> and the and the the PlayStation kind of puts an ar- a hand on his on the dreamcast's shoulder and says, "They haven't made ammunition for that that weapon in many years." It's like the war's <laughs> over, soldier. Go home. And it broke my heart because I was half asleep and a little drunk. <laughs> and I was like, I love the Dreamcast. But that that how silly and dumb that comic was is how this shit is. Like it's just like, let it the fuck go. Yeah. Like just stop. Just and most I feel like most of the Trumpers or whatever have done that. They've just gone home. You know, but there's a couple that are still like the video that I shared with you yesterday on Twitter will you watch the original constitution which has on May March 30th uh, March 20th and then Trump signed the insurrection act meaning that the old constitution takes over so Joe Joe um, so President Trump is going to be inaugurated in March it's like oh my god it's just so leave funny. it alone it's so funny that that fucking broad thinks that the president of the United States has the power to revoke half the Constitution <laughs> just by signing something. What's funny is oh. that you you hear people going, oh, yeah, he signed the Insurrection Act. It's like he didn't sign the Insurrection Act. The Insurrection Act was signed it's into law. Sign- it, yeah, it's like, a signable act. <laughs> yeah, like like centuries ago. There's nothing he can do. Like it's He doesn't need to. He can invoke it, but he's not a president anymore. So I remember first thinking that because I was like, I was like, I, I don't remember. I'm not familiar. I think I forgot in the insurrection. So I went and read it and um, I read the excerpt from the, like the official documents and I go, you can't sign this. It's already signed. You have to yeah. invoke it. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't know this, do they? No. <laughs> no, these are the people that love the constitution so much that they, they don't bother reading it. They uh, revere it so much. It's like the Ark of the covenant. <laughs> you can't look at it. Cause their face will melt. Cause it will, Nazis will melt. I don't know what the <laughs> how I forget. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Um <laughs> this is this is one that Steve brought to my attention. And I hadn't found a douchebag yet. And I'm like, this has to be it. <laughs> um, a Texas lawyer who was fired from his job after he recorded himself storming the US Capitol earlier this month. By the way, defunding the police this is the time because all you got to do is skim facebook yeah and you'll see people like hey look at all these crimes i'm fucking committing you know so that's great it's great times idiots (laughs) um filed a lawsuit that presented baseless allegations of election fraud with the help of of bizarre references to the lord of the rings now before i go on i feel disrespected by what this man did the lord of the rings is a sacred thing do not attach it to this Trump shit. I don't want to fucking hear it. 
fucking unless you're saying he's the fucking Sauron. <laughs> even then, you know, it's yeah. not that cool. Um, Trump supporter Paul Davis filed the lawsuit in a Waco, a Waco division of the Western District of Texas a day after the inauguration of President Joe Biden. The 54-page suit was filed in the name of small conservative groups in the state, including Latinos for Trump and blacks for Trump. (laughs) It makes several unusual um, requests and allegations, but mostly pushes baseless claims of voter fraud in the 2020 election, which Trump lost by over 7 million votes. I like how um, Business Insider throws that at the end. (laughs) Which Trump lost by 7 million. Um. The court filed the court filing gets outlandish when it starts to make references to the fictional land of Gondor in J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy classic, The Lord of the Rings. Gondor has no king, the lawsuit states, uh, alongside a footnote, which then goes on to explain the analogy. Davis 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 proposes for the court to issue a state of stewardship, uh, which would mean the Congress that Congress and Biden should be temporarily supervised until Trump returns to take the crown of the kingdom. This analogy is applicable since there is now in Washington, D.C., a group of individuals calling themselves the president, vice president, and Congress who have no rightful claim to govern the American people, the case states, according to The Guardian. Since only the rightful king could sit on the throne of Gondor, a steward was appointed to manage Gondor until the return of the king known as Aragorn Hmm. occurred at the end of the story. You know, for someone who understands Lord of the Rings this much, you'd think he'd be a little more fucking intelligent. (laughs) Because all the, all the Lord, that his whole explanation is exactly true. That's how it is in the book. Davis then goes on to ask the federal judge to act with courage and to take a stand against tyranny, <laughs> according to um, Salon. Um, <laughs> abused legal argument. In the complaint, Davis also argues that every vote cast in the election was illegal, making the entire 117th Congress illegitimate, according to the lawsuit. He asked the court to ban every sitting member of the House and Senate. Senate's all 50 governors, as well as Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, from ever holding elected office or vote. What? Is Zuckerberg run for something? I guess. I might agree with that last one. Let me keep it real. Um, adding to its wish list, uh, the c- complaint also requests that all, a- all actions of the new Congress, including um, certification of Biden's win, and the second impeachment of former President Donald Trump be in, invalidated. The document has since been condemned by legal experts. Um, Sierra Torres Belinsky, uh, a fellow uh, a fellow at the Brennan Center of Justice at the new the NYU School of Law. Um, by the way, that's that's a real lawyer, not this weird Texas one. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not real lawyers in Texas, but this dude is not repping his fucking state right. Um, She told Salon, one thing that Americans learned during the post-election litigation is how little patience courts have for absurd legal arguments. This This legal effort to declare Congress illegitimate will be laughed out of court and could lead to sanctions for the lawyer, um, 
bringing such a claim. Torres Polinski added, "Yeah, the courts don't play this shit, dude. Mm-mm. Like they're like fuck off with this." There's like, been talk, there's been talk about New York uh, disbarring uh, Giuliani too. I've heard of that too, mm-hmm. and they should. Yeah, because because the thing is, is like I'm not I'm really not for cancel culture at all in any way. Like let everybody say, I don't care. It gives me shit to make fun of. Um, but when you are in a job where you take an oath to do something, you know, if you, to me, if a lawyer gets up and says lies, like with the law and tries to twist the law for their own agenda, it, to me, it's the same thing as a doctor killing someone. Yeah. Like you're going against what you took an oath to do, you know, so fuck you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you should be dragged through the fucking street. Um, Davis, who was an associate general counsel at a Texas insurance company. (laughs) Okay. I don't know for how Uh, much longer. (laughs) Right. Was fired earlier this month after posting Instagram videos of himself on the front lines of the January 6th Capitol riots. In a complaint, the former lawyer um, also asked the court to protect him from being taken into custody for his actions during the insurrection. And there it is. There's the rub. Yeah, there it is. Right. That is that. That's what they got in legal legalese. They like to call an earmark. <laughs> uh, if if you pass this thing, like this little this little bit at the bottom that you might miss, I'm ex, I'm exposed for all my crimes. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. So this was also on Business Insider India because I just randomly saw an Amazon ad where it said a TV was forty four thousand nine hundred ninety nine, <laughs> and I was like, is that dollars? No, it's not. It's rupees. So. Oh uh, shit. Rupees. Is it rupees or rupees? I think it's rupees. Yeah. Sounds like rupees. <laughs> I always confuse it with the money in Zelda. <laughs> and I think that's rupees. I don't know. Well, rupees I thought was Russian money. Uh, <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> Indian. What? That ain't a Russian song? No. That's a Jewish Isn't song. It? That's oh, Jewish. Jewish song. <laughs> My fault. Right, whatever. What do, you, what do you want from me? I'm an American. <laughs> Know uh, any better? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um. So. Oh, it's rupee. I just looked it up. So our last. Uh, I just put Indian money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right. So we're closing out the show tonight with our social media idiots, and um, uh, this, this is going to the- be me in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so. Former President Donald Trump did not declare martial law in his final minutes in office, nor did he reveal a secret plan to remain in power forever. President Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi were not sent to Guantanamo Bay. The military did not rise up and arrest Democratic leaders in mass. Since Biden took the oath of office and became the 46th president of the United States on Wednesday, for some supporters of QAnon, this is earth-shattering This it was an earth-shattering turn of events, or rather, non-events. This this um, this actually comes from NPR. So some for some QAnon supporters of QAnon. Uh, well, let me just get back to this one. QAnon is a is a le- is less a baseless conspiracy theory than an umbrella of many baseless conspiracy theories, but it centers on the belief that a shattery cabal of pedophilic. Uh, satanic world leaders for years a mystical figure called Q has issued promises that his cabal is on the verge of being exposed and defeated by Trump in a cataclysmic event that QAnon calls the storm the baseless 
often bizarre claims that gained a shocking amount of traction with the public. A recent NPR iPost poll found that 70% uh, of Americans believe that a group of Satan-worshipping, child-enslaving elites are trying to control the world, and another 37% aren't sure about the false allegations. And two women who have expressed some support for QAnon, uh, both are members of Congress, Lauren Bobert uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's important to note that Bobet never graduated high school. Uh, she got pregnant and dropped out and then eventually got her GED, um, had a, has her own restaurant where they've been sued for getting their customers sick. And um, her husband actually was uh, um, charged with uh, um, uh, exposing himself to minors. So that kind of tells you the kind of category feel, we're dealing with here. I feel slightly offended that you lumped all that bad shit in with got a GED <laughs> while my GED is about 10 feet away from me <laughs> in a folder. How dare you, sir? She got her GED like two years ago or like three years ago. Like she never even... I got my GED like... I, I dropped out of high school because my mom lost her job and I needed to work more. And it was, someone – I remember somebody – and it was my homie that backed me up. I'll say this real quick. Um, I was sitting at work and I work with someone from high school. And they found out I dropped out. like, oh, you must have fucking be an idiot uh, talking shit. It's like, oh, Adam had like a 3.8 GPA. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I went and took my GD. It was five tests. And they're like, most people take one like a day. It's over like a month. I'm, like, I'm just going to take them all today. Thanks. Passed every <laughs> single one. The math one was touchy, though. I'm going to be real. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't pass that one. But please continue. Uh, now that Trump has left office, some QAnon supporters are baffled or even giving up. New York Times tech columnist Kevin Roos tweeted out screenshots from groups on Telegram, a popular messages service for QAnon supporters, on Wednesday after the transfer of power was officially complete. Been played for fools, one wrote. Um, no, uh, somebody, Kevin Roos has a screenshot here. It says, despite um, desperation, settling in on QAnon Telegraph. And this one person goes, I'm holding, I'm holding. Another person goes, holding, holding, but I feel, re uh, but I really feel sick. Somebody goes, the line is broken. Yes, sir. Have faith. Trust the plan. And then somebody goes, trying a little hard. Um, Noose notes that one particular prominent QAnon figure publicly announced that supporters will need to go back to their lives as best um, as best we are able, rather than continue trying to overthrow Biden's presidency. Will Summer, who tracks conservative media, is working on a book about QAnon, wrote in the Daily Beast that even late on Wednesday morning, QAnon groups were still hopeful that a mass the mass arrest would materialize. But afternoon, the mood changed quickly, Summer wrote, with supporters feeling they had been fooled by Trump and felt sick. Oh, you mean a grifter grifted you guys? <laughs> uh, feeling fooled may not lead to a return to normalcy. One researcher told MS, um, told NBC News that frustrated, disappointed QAnon followers may become a prime target for radicalization by other extremist groups like neo-Nazis. And of course, not every Q follower is giving up faith. The appropriate word, some argue that Q is based is best understood as a religious movement. The Times, um, the Times' Roos noted Q fans arguing with each other 
some with some declaring the movement over while others insisting the storm is still coming. NBC's Ben Collins and um, Randy uh, Zarosny took a look at one of the largest QAnon telegram groups, which briefly shut down on Wednesday and reopened with, quote, a range of reactions, confusion, and realization that QAnon was, in fact, a hoax, as well as renewed commitment to the conspiracy theory, despite its unreliability. Researchers Travis View told the Washington Post that it is only a, quote, minor real facing reality, while others are simply shifting their expectations. It's a process there are familiar with. After all, a multitude of Q predictions have failed to materialize, and that has never stopped the conspiracies from spreading like apocalyptic cults that despite um, that persist despite a note. A noteworthy lack of apocalypses, uh, QAnon may survive, but the failed prophecies other around the inauguration, just like it survived other failed prophecies before. So I was I was gonna say because you were talking, you heard the sirens in the background. You said too much, Steve. Get out of here. <laughs> run, run, <laughs> run, motherfucker, run, run towards Arizona. I'll hide you. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. I, I was going to say, I can't wait until we're not talking about Trump people <laughs> anymore, but we're going to cancel the show soon. So probably going to be talking about it every episode. Yeah. Probably talk about next episode on the through the truly, truly pointless one. We'll be able to it's talk about more, the good thing is we're talking about it in a jovial way because they have no leg to stand <laughs> on. So it's, it's just silly and fun. Yeah. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. It's like, so, like my thing is it's like okay so we believe in QAnon but we don't believe in science so trust the plan versus the facts you have to oh you don't get it you have <laughs> to trust the plan and then when Haley's Comet comes this, oh wait I mixed him up yeah. um, Trump is gonna <laughs> get the fuck out of my face sick of it bro sick of it sick of the stupidity <sighs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, if you want to start the new year right, you can donate to this little program. If you want to help the next fucking seven episodes, but there's other, but, there's other but, shows. But, but, yeah, I was gonna there's say, but there's other shows that you can help out if you like. I'm any a little, of I'm a little, I'm a little sad. Okay, <laughs> that we announced it. Now it's real, and I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Just head over to thelazygeeks.com and click on the donate button. And if you can't help us out with some cash, you can drop, uh, you can you can rate the show or rate the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. Uh, you know, even though we got eight episodes left, that's eight weeks of people, you know, bringing joy and love to them. You know, so don't keep the slice of heaven to yourself. Right. Plus, there's also about almost 400 episodes of back stuff that they can, you know, <laughs> still right. listen to. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> You want to? It's they're almost like little time capsules. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. So from, you're welcome. From 2010 to to now, you're welcome, Earth. <laughs> I would love if aliens show up and how did you find us? And I'm like, well, why they shut the lazy geeks? It's really fun. You know, this, kept telling us to wear a mask. They're the leaders of this planet, right? <laughs> exactly. They kept yeah, telling like, that's right. <laughs> they kept telling us to wear a mask. <laughs> And we did. They all show up with masks on and shit. <laughs> oh, that would be great. 
I'd also be terrified that we were the representatives of Earth. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we're not the worst, but we're not the best, right? Okay? But yeah, exactly. We're not QAnon, but we're not, you know, like duly elected people, <laughs> right? You can check out all the other podcasts on the Lazy Geeks Network. You can either go to the website or just type the Lazy Geeks in your podcast app or Google, <laughs> even Bing, really. Yeah. It will, will come up. Or you can use Bing to find Google, you know. I mean, because that's pretty much what's going to happen anyway. <laughs> Bing works fine. I was watching the IT crowd, and it's like, yeah. It's like, and then you sent me up with that information last week up to that meeting. It's like, we didn't think you were real. Then it cuts over. It's like, if you type Google into Google, you will destroy the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. If you have comments, questions, or ideas, um, hit us up. You can catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. All right. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Uh, we're thinking so you don't have to, and keep wearing those masks. Even if you have a vaccination, other people you know, may not have yet. So Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah. 